0: Hi everyone! This is Kiki with an editor's note on this episode. We had a lot of fun recording it, but we also encountered many technical difficulties and had to re record parts of the conversation, which I have now put together piece by piece. The audio quality changes later since we had to switch to another recording platform. I'm telling you this in advance so that you please bear with us. We will be back to sounding better next time. And we thank you for your patience. However, This is an open and honest conversation, at times painful even, that we hope will empower you all, our listeners, to talk about and carefully consider all options available and take charge of your own reproductive health. I encourage all of you to listen until the end and pay attention to Marnie's story, and if it inspires you as much as it inspired me, share it with others and continue the conversation in your own safe spaces. Now, enjoy the episode. everybody welcome to a new episode of the bleeding metal podcast i am your host kiki Sheher, and i'm here with my lovely co-host yeah
1: she her hello
0: and we also have an amazing guest today marnie would you please introduce yourself hello
2: i'm marnie guitarist of we awake also she her
0: yes and today we had a any bit of technical trouble, but now we have an even better plan for this episode. So this is going to go smoothly. I and hope we're good I- now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about your band, uh, We Awake.
2: All right, I can do that. Um, I think this is the reason why you found me, because I have an Instagram account that is all about My life with my band, We Awake, we're a German metalcore band um, founded 10 years ago, but we um, play as We Awake since 2016. We're four very lovely guys and we're recording our new album right now. And we're very, very stoked. Great. Awesome. Who else is in your band? Uh, We're four people right now. Uh, our drummer Florian, our vocalist Mavin, our bassist Calvin, and then there's me, guitarist. Whoop whoop.
0: <laughs> and I think you come from uh, near where I am based, right? Uh, yes, our
2: vocalist lives in
0: Dortmund, and our
2: bass is in Kastrop. All right. <laughs> yeah. Come out
0: for a beer sometime. Yes, of course. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I was just uh reading your uh Spotify biography <laughs> and I always appreciate when Spotify biographies are not taken too seriously and can bring in a little bit of humor and uh yours is really well written. So, everybody go check out well, it's in German, but um yeah. Anyway, check out We Awake and I wanted to point to a very cool um sentence that spoke to me because it says i'm gonna try to translate uh with passion brutality a crass performance and a bit of humor uh the band regularly streams money into the pockets of shocked ear nose and throat specialists
2: (laughs) oh yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it but i really hope it's not true
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> I mean uh, thank you for your appreciation. I mean, I think I wrote this text because I do write most of our social media texts. Um, awesome. Yes, and that's the point. We try to not take ourselves too seriously because if you're um, a member of the metal core or the metal scene in general, you know that people can take this very, very seriously, and um, we we don't want to be those perfectionists anymore, and um, yeah, we just want to have fun. And if, after all, people like our concept, they will love us. If if they don't understand that type of humor, then okay, um, maybe you should listen to another band, I guess.
1: <laughs> fun is, is a good word right here. Um, you're also very active on TikTok. Yes, we try to be. We try. So people, if you have TikTok, you should... Also follow the band there because you upload very funny videos. Um, very, <laughs> very funny. Often. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we sometimes don't know if people uh, really think that we're funny or weird. Um, I think both. Um, <laughs> we like the content. Uh, we we just try to um, yeah make ourselves laugh because being in a band is a lot of work, and yeah. this is kind of like our off time where we. Relax a little bit, laugh about ourselves, and get
1: going. Yeah. And uh, you just played uh, two concerts, you said. Two concerts, yes. And it was. How was it? Quite
2: <laughs> a lot. Um, it was amazing. Um, shout out to the crowd. It was a blast. I mean, several hundred people were there. Oh, um, uh-huh. nice. Nice days. It was amazing uh it was just very late we had to drive long hours and um the get-in times for the bands were very early so i just got home an hour ago or so and we're tired but it was fun
1: and i think Mm -hmm. one of the gigs was with horizons right yes yesterday Ah, okay. Shout out to Marta from Horizons. She was also a guest in this podcast, I think, yes, in the very I saw first that. episode. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Great musician. Met her, yeah. and she's so nice and talented. And I really,
1: really enjoyed watching the band perform. Yes, they, they played Euroblast the week before. Um, mm-hmm. Very spontaneous because one band had to cancel, and yeah. they were there as fans. And then I think the organizer said, well, we need a bed. Can you
2: <laughs> play? <laughs> yeah, this is how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can, can you play in an hour? Yeah, of course. Of course. We'll <laughs> get our gear and
1: we'll play a show. No problem. <laughs> I got my gear with me all the time. <laughs> and yeah. everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to tell us shortly as well about your journey as a musician? When did you start playing the guitar, etc.? Oh,
2: yes, that's a long story. I try uh, to not rabble around. Um, started very early. Uh, when I was a little girl, I started listening to heavier music uh, when I was, was very, very young. Um, I don't know if you want to consider Green Day hard music, but for an eight-year-old, I guess that's not <laughs> usual. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, then I wanted to start playing the drums, But I did not have uh, the resources. I didn't have a basement. I did not have money to buy myself a drum set or to take lessons. And then for my, I think, 12th birthday, I got an acoustic guitar. And I started listening to metalcore. And um, I tried to do all of that self-taught. And yeah, I learned it all by myself, playing the guitar. And a year later, uh, after saving all my pocket money, I got a very, very cheap electric guitar. Very cheap. I still have it. It still works. I don't know how it costs a hundred bucks and it's very crappy. Um, And from there, it just spiraled. I wanted to play in a band without knowing what I was doing. I did not know how to play properly because I never took lessons or anything. And then I found these weird guys. They did not have a name yet. Uh, They were not calling themselves Wee Wake, but they would become Wee Wake one day. (laughs) And we started writing songs and becoming friends, going to McDonald's. And um, that was the start of all of it. And they taught me a lot about how to play. And um, that also taught me a lot about what it means to want to be a female guitarist um that was not always that easy
1: okay can you tell us a bit more about that
2: if you like i can um <laughs> i got rejected a few times um because i am a female person uh i i don't know i don't think it exists anymore i tried to find a band via something ebay like for musicians i don't know and um, yeah i just wrote bands telling them hey i kind of play guitar can i join you and i even got calls from them um because they wanted to hear my voice could because they could not tell by my name whether i was a boy or a girl mm-hmm. and then they were like oh we were not looking for a girl so no you can't join us um oh. yeah yeah that really happened and i got ghosted because they found out that i was a female And when i texted we awake who were not we awake yet uh, they were not looking for a guitarist they were looking for a vocalist and i was so desperate because i could not find people who wanted a girl in their band Mm -hmm. and uh, they were nice enough to invite me and then they said wow you you can really play guitar you're nice uh we want to be five people in the band so our second rhythm guitarist it's going to be the vocalist now join us and um from then
1: on i've been loyal to these guys (laughs) yeah awesome but did some of the other bands go into more detail why they didn't want a female in their band uh no no
2: i don't understand it i think um that a lot of people think that there is a difference between men and women when it comes mm-hmm. to um skills maybe and maybe people just have not seen a female artist that's not on the microphone you know Mm -hmm. and they maybe think oh a girl that might be stressful oh we might get into trouble because you know when boys and girls deal with each other that's going to be a romantic and oh my god someone's going to fall in love and she's going Mm -hmm. to be on her period oh no what are we going to do (laughs) what's What's happening happening? how can can we (laughs) handle that we have to, to paint our practice room pink (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't
1: know <laughs> yeah no they they never gave me any any uh any mm. the only the only thing that i can understand somehow is that they might think okay when we go on tour we might need an extra room an extra hotel room <laughs> oh because she can't share the hotel room and stuff like that i can imagine that some people have these thoughts but that's honestly something you can talk about yeah, but mm. they never talked about this that was mm. the problem they just ghosted me and said no yeah. you're a girl okay wow <laughs> uh,
2: to this day stuff like that happens people come up to me asking whoa you you play guitar like c- can you hold this thing <laughs>
0: do, do you know uh what isn't this <laughs> heavy for your tiny woman's body what yeah, yeah i mean i'm very very small uh so
2: a guitar looks huge on me <laughs> but uh
1: that does not have anything to do with a uh,
0: with with how you play
1: it with a skill yeah yeah obviously yes um another thing maybe we can switch to our main topic now yeah um maybe also people fear that a woman will have a child one day and has to quit the band then yes (laughs) and that's something Um. you you have also written on your instagram page um Mm -hmm. it's not the case with you maybe you want to explain yourself yes um that's our main topic today child free by choice
2: um i am openly child free i've always known i don't want to have children and this is something very personal but i go out with it so that other uh, women i'm talking about about women now because i am a woman and i can't talk for men or uh, Mm -hmm. non-binary people or other genders um yeah women are pressured to have children and i guess that a lot of people don't know that this is a choice you can make, and mm-hmm. that only because mm-hmm. you have a uterus that does not mean you have to like children, you have to want children, or you have to like being a part of a family. and uh, I knew this early on, and I noticed that this is a huge problem, and you know you could go into detail here about bodily autonomy and all of this and feminism, but I think it's very important to um, educate people. That not mm-hmm. all uterus people, all women, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, people with uteruses um, are going to have a family.
1: Yes. And that is something that I also wanted to say because when you're a girl from a very young age on, people ask you how many children do you want yes. to have they don't ask you do you want children at all the question is yeah. always how many and if you i was like that that i said i don't want to have children when i'm older yeah. and people were shocked and were like no that can't be and everything um you'll change your mind yes um i have to be you. <laughs> yes i have oh, to be transparent here i have a child now i am a mother mm. but um that was not the, uh, it was not so important for me to be a mother. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I don't have, I, I won't have a child. Maybe I will have up to three. That's what I yeah. could imagine. But no. um, I was always like, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And I will be a happy person anyway. And for me, it was important that my partner, um, that he also takes care of the child. And now we, yeah. uh, we both work part time to take care of the baby because, um, it's a baby at the moment still. <laughs> um, and he takes care so much of our child also. We try to um, to split it 50-50. That's not always possible. But um, for example, when I was pregnant, I was tired. I was so tired all the time. I was only able to work and to sleep and Mm. he did everything else he did the household on his own everything so he supported me where he could and he still does this wherever he can do that and that was important for me to have a partner who is supportive like that and with another partner I wouldn't have wanted to have a child so (laughs) um, just to to make this transparent that I have a child but um, that was also a conscious decision and we were not like oh let's Go have a baby now. We were we just said okay. Um, if it happens, it happens, <laughs> and if not, it doesn't happen. So it was not planned anyway. Yeah. So you're just saying that it's
2: not your life purpose to be a mother.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. It
2: happened, and you're happy, and that's so great. Um, but you're not less of a woman. Um, mm-hmm. if you don't
1: happen to have more children. Yes, and you you are also a woman if you don't have a child, and yeah. also motherhood and. Being a woman that is not connected at all. Yes, that's that. The one thing I think is really
0: important uh, to what you said, Bia, is about it being a conscious choice. And the remark that I wanted to say about one of the things that you just said about uh, being having a supportive mm-hmm. partner. We have talked about this before uh, here on the podcast that it's not only uh, support; it's sharing the load, it's uh, yeah. taking the responsibility for the fifty percent, yeah, responsibility that you have over a child and over a household, and uh, it's just you are equal partners and you divide the responsibilities and the tasks equally and well when you are not able to do all of those tasks that are yours because well you are also taking the part that he cannot do right he cannot <laughs> carry the child you couldn't like four and a half months in your body and four yeah. and a half months in his body so <laughs> that would be great during those nine months uh he <laughs> you know took the parts uh the other parts around the the relationship that he could do instead of you so I do think it's really important that we pay attention to to the words that we use in that kind of thing and don't mm-hmm. perpetuate
1: the he's helping out
0: yeah
1: yeah that's kind true. of a, a I didn't want it because... to sound like that that's true um that's also what he said because I was like um I was feeling a bit guilty because I wasn't able to do my duties in the household and he was like oh come on you are producing our child right now so um (laughs) i'm very happy to to take your duties in the household because you are doing other work right now with your body
0: yes exactly and that takes me to my second point um as you were saying, the people with people with uter- uteruses, people who can uh, bear children, I do think there is more of a pressure to female-presenting people with uteruses to yes. have children, mm-hmm. uh, like the social pressure. I don't. Um, I cannot confirm right i would like confirmation on this i would love to know if trans men for example are also uh, asked all the time about but you still have a uterus do you have are, when are you going to have children mm-hmm. right uh you know even with people who who accept them and their identities and um and you know i i don't think love loved ones family members or uh, you know, friends, close friends, or whatever, do the make those kind of questions. While we, as female-presenting people with uteruses, do get asked that by our mothers, our grandmothers, our you know close friends, coworkers, etc., all the time. Like, okay, uh, also, you've been married for so long now. When is when? Yeah. And exactly like assuming that that you were going to to have children at some point and just asking when and how many and, uh, and why not? And if not, why not?
2: Yeah, now imagine you can't have children, even though you'd yes. love to. And then people ask you all the time. This mm-hmm. must be so hurtful. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to talk about that not every woman needs to have a child. And there are so many reasons for people to not decide to have children or Maybe it's not even a conscious decision. Maybe they just can't. And we should not point our fingers at them. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's a very, very personal question. It's almost like you went up to a couple and were asking like, uh, so you have sex? How often? And and why? (laughs) And how? Um, So I think it's a very, very personal uh, question and decision that I do think uh, is none of anybody's business Mm. apart from The person themselves, which is why I have also, I'm also a very curious person. (laughs) So I would like to have this conversation with more people sometimes, but I actually have uh, made it a habit of not asking that anymore at all. I went to a wedding um, last week, two weeks ago, and it was like, not even on my mind i i I did maybe think about it at some point and was like oh what's the they're planning there maybe i would be maybe curious i would like to know because so many of their friends who were at that wedding there were so many children at that wedding Mm. um so i was it it did make me curious but i didn't ask Mm. But with people who are open about it and so uh, straightforward like you, Marnie, right now, uh, I do think we should take the, the opportunity to talk about this because the more we talk about it, the more people understand others other perspectives yes. and know that it's a very thought through decision. And I think I actually think it should be like uh, whether it is. Whether you decide to to have children or not to have children, if you decide to prioritize your career and have children but have a nanny, if you choose to become a stay-at-home mom, more power to you. But um, maybe think it through and, and weigh the, you know, advantages, disadvantages, pros and cons, and everything of those decisions and not just like probably a lot of the generations before us just think that it's part of what you have to do in life and just go do it
2: Mm. and this is so dangerous and this is um why i'm here talking about it if you don't consciously think this through and then you have a child and you don't know what you're getting into because you can't know that you know Mm -hmm. um this is such a huge task and then you did not think about it and you thought okay i'm going to have a child because my husband maybe wants one. um And then you sit there with this child and in the end, it's, it's already on this earth and you notice, oh, maybe this was not the right decision. And Mm -hmm. I just want people to please think this through before you have a child that in the end will not be loved, that will not receive all the love and support that it needs to be the best person it could be, you know, then maybe adopt a cat or I don't know, um, Do something nice for other people. Maybe um, be a nanny, you know, um, invest your time into um, being an ally for other parents if you yourself can't be one. Yeah, right.
0: Maybe go to therapy first and...
1: Become a better person <laughs> <Yeah. now>. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's also something nobody tells you. I found that out when I was pregnant because I didn't really think about it before. I It was a conscious des- decision to not take birth control anymore so that we know, okay, it might happen. And then we thought about it will be much work. Can we do that? We decided yes. But I have the impression also um, in my environment that there are many people, they are not aware of how much work it is to have a child and how much um, at least in the beginning you have to um, you can't do anymore for a couple of time for a year or maybe half a year depending on um, what your child needs and so um, I think that many people or I have the impression that many people who have one child won't have another one because they now found out, okay, it's hard work and maybe it doesn't fit with the other plans that I have in life. So um that's also something we don't learn this in school. We don't learn this anywhere else if we don't inform ourselves. And I think that's, that's very, um that's not fair for all the women who then have a child because they think, okay, society wants me to have a child. Then I will have a child. So um it's very important that we empower all these women out there to, think this over and to really make the decision, can do I want to step back with some parts that are important for me? Um, if not, then maybe I should not have a baby because as you just said, Marnie, the child has needs and it should have these needs also fulfilled. If a child is not loved, that's much more bad for the child than not existing. That's my opinion on this.
2: Yes, but we still also need to empower these women who had children, because they thought they had to have them, even though they might've known that they could not be a good mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not to blame. It's the system, but also mm-hmm. um, the victims of the system in the end are the children. I don't know a single person whose family is happy. There's some kind of problem. And mostly um, the problem the problems come from the parents not thinking through a lot of the decisions they have made. Um, and that relates to so many things that go wrong in our society in general.
0: Yes. 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 You have a very good point there. And I also think that most people have good intentions. And most parents do the best they can for their children and still come up short to the needs of uh, children to be able to grow in a safe and happy environment. And on the other hand, there are as well, a lot of people who can't make a, make a, Conscious choice, also because of a broken system and uh, structures of, you know, capitalism and patriarchy and racism and systems of oppression that are still in play in the world. There are a lot of impoverished, racialized women who cannot even choose not to have children, even though they don't want any or any more.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're actually very privileged mm-hmm. while not being privileged because we're women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes
0: yeah but uh, totally we're privileged to be able to think about this to make these decisions to have that autonomy to to put those boundaries in place and to even be talking about it publicly like this right now yes mm-hmm.
2: so other other people that, that's a point we're safe talking about this right now we're yeah. safe to upload this podcast episode without having to fear consequences mm-hmm. um, and this is very very precious
0: Yeah, and we we should appreciate that and recognize that and be grateful for that, actually. But um, to go forward a little bit as well, um, Marnie, I found your blog.
2: (laughs) Yes, I have a blog. It's very new.
0: And you wrote about this, uh, this topic on your blog. I don't know if you want to say it. Uh, You mean that I'm sterilized?
2: Yeah. Yes, uh, I'd love to say it. Yeah, because that's also <laughs> something
1: where we feel or we still see that we are still oppressed even here in yes. Germany as women. Yes.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but a lot of um, women or and or people with uteruses, as we were saying before, go to gynecologists and um, ask for a sterilization and just uh, get denied. because You might want children later. You yeah, just you don't, don't know, know God, yet. Yes. Or how old are you? Have you talked this through with your partner, your mm-hmm. husband?
1: What does your husband say? That's my favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> What does your mother say? Doesn't <laughs> she want to have grandchildren?
0: Or you're still too young. Let's wait five years and then we can maybe talk about it. Oh, you're um, a woman.
2: You can't decide that. <laughs> That's yeah, the yes. same.
0: So yeah. it's taking away the power of decision. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, not only discriminatory and oppressive, but just very, very humiliating. Humiliating. Thank you. Yes, that's the word that I was looking for. Um, But you actually made it. Uh, How was it? How was that? Tell us the process. Um, And first of all, you're still young, right? I'm very, very young. I'm 24 now. And Mm -hmm.
2: I got sterilized when I was um, 23. Mm -hmm. one and a half years ago. Um, I wanted that procedure done since I learned about it. I learned that sterilizations exist when I was 15. And I always knew that having a child is not for me. Um, I never felt connected to my uterus. So, um, that was a very, very strange concept. And I dealt with a lot of fear, um, when it came to getting pregnant, um, Oh, my God, this is very, very funny. But I I think a lot of people can relate. Uh, On Amazon, I bought these 50 packs of pregnancy tests regularly. And um, I suffer from uh, irregular periods. So that was never a reliable indicator. Um, so I could never really tell, okay, did something happen or, you know, did I still do something wrong? So I, uh, regularly maybe twice a week took a pregnancy test because I was wow. so afraid that mm-hmm. I might get pregnant. I might not notice it because I knew that if I had a child, I could not be able to be a good mom. Um, I had to throw all my plans out the window. Um, I would prove everyone right who told me, oh, you can't play in that band for long. You're going to be pregnant. You're going to have a huge belly. How's the guitar going to fit? (laughs) That's (laughs) stuff that I was told. So yeah, Um, it was hard to find a doctor who would do the procedure. But we have um, something in Germany. I I don't know the English term. An NGO. An NGO, Mm. yes. Um, That's uh, yeah, they formed a few years ago and, um, they developed a map where you can see which doctors in Germany are willing to perform uh, a sterilization on a child-free woman or on women who are, um, very, very young and maybe not child-free. So I found a doctor near me, I think three hours, two hours, um, Of driving it took Mm -hmm. you know after talking to several gynecologists in my area who refused to help me with that because they were saying all those things we we just uh ironically said they told me horrible things about myself Uh, they they really took away my autonomy i felt um they wanted to take the responsibility for my um reproductive health and the the bad thing about that was that um I don't know if if you know these um copper balls, th- these yeah. um IUDs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. IUDs, IUDs. And they they then said, Okay, you're very young, maybe try an IUD. And that was the worst decision. You know, if I had the sterilization in the first place, um that would have saved me a lot of trouble. And another um surgery. I had to have surgery because they um got me an IUD in and their experience was very, very horrible after years of taking hormones, which was horrible. Oh no. And um years of ta- of, of living in fear. Mm-hmm. And the IUD um made my uterus react to it um with inflammation. Oh
0: no. So Whoa.
2: yeah, I had um heavy bleedings every single day for one and a half years. what I was bleeding yeah. Every day I was bleeding. I was suffering from that. You know, I couldn't be intimate with my partner because I felt so uncomfortable with it. Um, I, I had pain 24 seven and then I got the IUD removed, but the bleeding didn't stop. Oh no. Um, and actually, um uh, my body had developed, um, sick tissue, tissue that was very thin and that would break, um, to the touch and, um, core um cause heavy bleedings that might, I don't know, last for hours. And I had to have this tissue removed. Um, so I had to go into surgery for that. And half mm-hmm. a year later, then I was able to get my sterilization after having to go through all of this, because doctors said that um, they had to preserve my reproductive system. So I could mm-hmm. have children maybe in 20 years or so. Um, after yeah. suffering
1: with IUDs and the pill and whatever there is, I don't know how the law system in Germany is, but I can't imagine that you can go and say, uh, "I now want money from the doctor who sterilized me because twenty years later I want a child." So um, I would have I would have to look that up, but that is something where I also think, okay, where are the consequences for the doctor when he or she? does the sterilization uh, f- for that person personally. I think there are none. So that is that is very weird. You go yeah. there and you know exactly what you want. And they say, no, I won't do that.
0: That's very... Yeah, yeah, why? Exactly. It's really weird. It reminds me a lot of The Handmaid's Tale, the show that I'm watching right now. <laughs> why is uh, a reproductive system more important than the person themselves? And this obviously goes into Mm -hmm. another um, broader topic about, you know, bodily autonomy as well as abortion. But it's just, that is just very, very humiliating, as you were saying, Marnie, and I'm really sorry you had to go through that. that.
2: I went to that doctor and I was prepared. I was prepared to take that fight. I was prepared to throw into his face. Oh, I'm so sure. Here are my reasons and uh, you're not going to change my mind. But he was like, well, fine. Um, I have time in two weeks. Do you have time? And I I was so relieved. What I uh, wanted to talk about is the anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. If she is a female doctor. And um, I I don't know, maybe she's around 50, 55. That's what I would estimate. Um, yeah, I went in there to talk to her because before you get into surgery, you have to talk about what's going to happen to you. And uh, she obviously did not know why I was coming. And then she would uh, look up my uh, file and then she saw that I'm in for a sterilization. And, you know, everything was set. I was talking to the doctor about this. I have paid in advance. You know, I had to pay for this myself. It was very expensive, but I love to pay all this money to get this done.
0: <laughs> right. Because insurance won't cover women's reproductive yeah, no, no decisions right
2: right because it's not important enough mm-hmm. in uh, our system so she then told me oh you're very young are you sure you want to go through with this and i i could not believe that she would just was really asking me this i was sitting there ready to go into surgery what was she expecting
1: (laughs) That you you jump out of the bed and say no oh no you're right you're right you have saved my life (laughs) i never thought about this that's
2: oh wow (laughs) how did i get here thank you (laughs) yeah go home yeah that's just something um, that i want everyone to know that if you are going to um go this path it's possible, and definitely do this if it's, this is something that um you're passionate about and that you know will make your life better. but be aware that it's going to be very rocky until you get there and still when you when you got this done, you know I'm done with it it's it's one and a half years ago. I can't change it. I just can't have children anymore until I die, which is what exactly I wanted um but still people are like oh are you sure uh did your doctor approve <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know they don't believe me when i say oh i'm not going to have children they they're still thinking that oh yeah then you you can still adopt
1: wow okay
0: yeah can we go <laughs> a little bit into the specifics of that because um as far as i know the at least the method of sterilization of tying the tubes uh Mm -hmm. is isn't it reversible to some degree
2: to some degree it is reversible so what they did um with me was they cut out a part of the tubes and then they tied them on both sides Mm -hmm. so um you could possibly reverse it it's very hard to do this um on women it's easier to reverse a serialization uh, in men. Um, I think the chances in general are 50% for women. In 99 for men. Yes. Yes. But I guess because they took out huge parts of my um, tubes, um, the chances are even lower. Mm-hmm. But what I could do is um, I could get IVF treatment mm-hmm. because I still have a uterus that, Mm-hmm. Does function mm-hmm. the egg just can't travel to the uterus? So you could extract the eggs uh, where uh, via a surgery and put them into my uterus if mm-hmm. I wanted to have a child. But that would not only be a very long uh, and hormonal process; that would also be very expensive. But it would be a very very conscious thing to do that I don't plan on doing. But you know. It would be something that you have to think about very heavily. And so I have not lost the capability of carrying a child. I just can't conceive naturally. Mm -hmm. But that still is a huge catastrophe for mankind. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, First of all, thank you for sharing this with us and for letting people know um how it works and or how it can work and where in Germany you can find help or where you can find doctors who who do this surgery at all. I'm, I'm
2: happy if if I could help someone with it because I, I myself um struggled so much with that. And if I can only help one person or make them feel a bit um empowered about this, then I'm really, really happy.
0: Mm. I think it helps a lot already to feel understood, to feel that we're not the only one or that you're not the only one, um, anybody yes. out there, you're not alone in this. And uh, yeah, thank you, Marnie, a lot for sharing your story with us. I am sure that uh, there are people out there who need this information and who will feel empowered by it and who hopefully will not have to go through that very difficult journey that you that you did.
2: I hope so. Mm. I don't wish this upon anyone.
1: And also interesting that doctors refuse to do this, even though you are still able to have a child one day. Yes.
2: Um, I don't know why this is. I think um, that people are just not educated enough. A lot of doctors, um, from what I heard, fear that they might have to face consequences If a woman decides otherwise later in life, but um, you sign paperwork, and it's pretty safe that you can't really sue anyone for um, performing a surgery on you that uh, you
1: wanted in the first place. Mm. It's a bit like with piercings and tattoos that you have to sign some paperwork. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The
0: contract. (laughs) Also, congratulations. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yes, I let's mean, I this. <laughs> yeah it's uh we were saying it took a lot of hard work but you finally yes. got what you wanted and um i'm i'm sure it, it's a big relief for you from definitely. what you were saying I
2: can, definitely i
0: can imagine um it's a big relief for your mental health as well
2: definitely yeah i had nightmares several times a week where i would um, dream of having to give birth uh, and not noticing i'm pregnant um I really suffered from that. And also in the relationship I was I, I suffered because I was afraid that something might happen. So I could not really um relax and um mm. actually the, the day when my sterilization took place is like a second birthday because it was the biggest wish that I had for my life to get this done so I can feel a bit more like myself.
0: Mm. Yeah, you were saying you had uh that idea or that plan wish for so long already since you were yeah. uh, very very young since you were a teenager so i i i, I can i bet that it was a, a big relief and i can actually uh identify myself a lot in, with that really? and um yeah totally totally when i was i mean when i was a teenager and in university and such i was on the pill since i was 18 for 10 years and that also uh screwed up my mental health a lot mm-hmm. i had all of the all of that kind of uh, well the mood swings and the things that are associated with that as a side effect as well and i also had this big fear of what if it fails what if it you know like i i i was drunk that night uh, what if uh, i don't know it didn't do its work it wasn't effective mm-hmm. or whatever and i also had like nightmares of all of a sudden being being uh, pregnant and then when i uh, 11 years ago when i got together with my partner ever since it's been uh we've forgotten about that but we had this tradition of every time i got my period we would high five because it was like yes that's what we
2: did as well (laughs) i'm on my period oh god nothing happened great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I only had one experience or my cycle has always been very, very regular. And there was one time when I was 10 days late and that was a nightmare. That was the only time I, I have gotten a pregnancy test. I suffer from anxiety anyway, but that was very, very stressful. Afterwards, I stopped taking the pill because I wanted to... Uh, see if that helps me with my mental health as well and like and it was this big change too I felt like I was getting to know myself again off the hormones well and back then I was unsure I maybe did want to have children I was 28 I was starting to think this through then we decided against it and I got an IUD two and a half years ago a very painful um, Mm. procedure as well but I'm also very happy about it for me, it's like this thing of I can barely you know handle my own mental health and myself. <laughs> I don't think I want to be responsible for another person's life in that yeah, situation. so that is one of the reasons uh, one of my reasons to not have children um I have several others, and more men should get vasectomies as well, as we were saying before, those are better reversible, mm-hmm. and I respect that decision a lot I have met now one person in Ecuador even he actually wants to be a father but he wants to adopt and so he just got a vasectomy and like keeps his dream
1: of adopting alive the possibility should be more talked about and and Mm -hmm. and known and out there the whole topic is something that people should get more knowledge about at all because as I said earlier there is so much about motherhood or parenthood that you don't know that you find out or that you have to find out yourself, even though we have a lot of um, institutions who should teach you things that you need in life. (laughs) And yes, also the possibilities of sterilization. How does it work? Where can you do that? Also, vasectomies for men. I think um, men know that the possibility exists, but there is so much that nobody ever talks about in an environment where you go to, uh, to get knowledge. So everything we were just talking about, I think is stuff that we learned because we found that out ourselves because we educated ourselves.
2: And that's that's why we're here. So Mm -hmm. that people know that we're allowed
1: to talk about this and to,
2: to open up the conversation. Yes.
1: And I think there are so many people who Never think about this and who don't have the capacity or the possibility to educate themselves on this. And also, mm-hmm. as I said, the pressure on women, what we said in the very beginning, that everybody expects you to have a child. So you never, or you maybe never question that. And you think, okay, it's yeah. expected of me. I have to do this or I do this because I never really thought about that. And that's also something that we want to do with this episode to empower everyone to think about this. And if you decide to have a child, all power to you. If you decide to not have a child and get a sterilization, all power to you. It's your body. It's your life. It's your decision. Yes. Yes. No
2: one has the right to police you on that. Not a doctor, not a partner, not your family, no one, only yourself. And this is what is so important to me, um, that people understand that your life is your decision. You only have this life if you want to be a doctor, become a doctor. If you don't, even though people expect that from you, then do something else. I know a person um, who comes from a household where everyone you know studied became a doctor and um, the person I know uh, she does not want to go to university and you know this is a different topic, but it's about making decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. She wants to learn a job that is not considered um, I don't know. How you say it, but it, it's not considered a good choice for people who think that the best choice is to go to university. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. They and I think you to yeah, go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's so brave that she makes this decision that she says, "No, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want myself to do." And yeah, we we can open this up in every single aspect of our lives.
0: Yes. Yes. And I think that touches as well, since you mentioned that the person you were just talking about is a woman or identifies as a woman. It's also important to point out, I know it might shock some people and for others, it might be obvious, but you know, women are humans, are people. We (laughs) have rights and we are able to Make decisions, and nobody should ever take that away from us, yeah. take that power away from us, and or make us feel like we're not capable of taking of taking those those powerful decisions about our lives. I think we need worldwide, and that is obviously easier in some countries to do than yeah. in others, but we need public sexual education that is modern that has inclusive language that includes all people, you know, when talking, for example, about contraception, that it's not just about women taking the pill and uh, maybe uh, using condoms, but also talking about other types of contraception as well for persons with penises. And uh, yes. and that access to information should not always come from this, from an empowering sexual education, but also from not restricting the access to information by doctors, right? Doctors should be not only allowed to talk about all of the possibilities with all of the, their patients, um, there should be no policing anymore about the access to information about abortion and doctors should not be allowed to tell you you're too young to be sterilized right it's just um, the possibilities and the information uh, had, have to be accessible to everybody
1: yes and it shouldn't be judging so to speak it shouldn't be like um, yeah it's normal to have children because no <laughs> it should just be neutral it should just be information mm-hmm. what is possible
0: Yes, and that is and that was my other point about family. We need to optimize, develop, change the definition of family. A couple, a child-free couple is a family. A yes. couple with cats is a family. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. chosen families are families.
1: Families yes. that are not bound by blood are families and that you get married is not does not mean that you will have children because For me, that would have been a red flag if my partner would have only married me because I was pregnant or because we planned on having children. I wanted to marry my partner because I wanted to marry him and I expect the same from him. So yeah, (laughs) marriage doesn't mean there are children incoming necessarily.
0: Yeah. And also people who are not married are families.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: sometimes you have parental figures that are not your biological parents that didn't raise you, but are still uh, role models to you or that were nurturing to you in whatever function they were and so we we just need to to change and modernize the the definition of family so that this whole uh, archetype maybe even of the traditional family of a man and a woman and kids is not as pervasive in all of our lives and our politics even anymore so that people all around the world can marry whomever they want and love is love and and that is actually what what should make up a family right the yes. loving yeah. connections
1: that we have
2: right i would it's... love people to think that way all yes. over the
1: world too yes that's uh, that's also beautiful to to close this conversation with right Definitely. Yeah.
0: I love that. We were already talking about very scary stuff, like all the things you went through, Marnie. That was very yeah. scary stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that maybe it's two hours spooky be, season.
2: That would be good. Yeah. Perfect yes. for Halloween. Some spooky uterus talk here on the podcast. <laughs> Some bloody, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody discussion. I guess that happens to a lot of people. So, um, yeah. Let's just talk about it.
1: Yes, we need to
2: talk more about creepy stuff
1: yes <laughs> true <laughs> two questions for for ending up this episode um, what are you doing for halloween and what music are you listening to right now
2: okay so this is very important i love halloween so i'm very excited um, i'm going to meet up with my family with my chosen family so my partner and some of my closest friends, and we're going to have a pen and paper night. We're going to have a hard nice. pen and paper. Yes, I love that. We have been doing this last year, and um, I, I love rolling the dice and just getting into it and uh, eating muffins. Yeah. Do you have any plans before I answer what music i'm listening
1: to <laughs> i don't have any plans i'm not a big fan of halloween so if i'm invited to a party then i am happy to go there and i also um get some special clothes and makeup and stuff i when once i dressed as a scary unicorn i think we did a special stream kiki i was How a cute. zombie corn <laughs> so i like that yeah. but i don't go around the house and put on halloween decorations and stuff like that because I'm not a decoration person at all. I don't do that at Christmas or Easter or whenever. Um, Yeah. So spooky season, I think it's cool that it exists. And I also like the decoration more than a lot of uh, Christmas decorations, stuff like that, but I'm not celebrating that uh, in a special way. How about you? Nice. I'm not a decorations person either. Um,
0: If I would have, if I would make a halloween party i would obviously but uh, otherwise i don't i don't really do that um i am playing spooky games already on my twitch stream and on october 28th a friday uh we're having a big halloween stream party thing um but otherwise uh it does it's it's like a holiday for me i'm a i'm a witchy witch so i do celebrate it as a as a holiday it's even more important than than other holidays i won't say the name (laughs) that you just (laughs) mentioned (laughs) um but um yeah it's it's like, it's like new year's for witches. So it's, it's important. My favorite costume, and I might do it again for the, for the stream party thing. My go-to is vampire. Um, mm. I love vampires and, um, yeah, something, uh, kind of off topic, but still spooky is my favorite vampires finally got a TV show and oh my gosh, it's, Awesome. <laughs> the interview with the Vampire Show just started streaming and it's amazing. It is really, really well adapted from the books. I read uh, more than half the books from the series, and I'm super, super hyped. I am um, yeah, I have to watch I have to go watch an episode very soon <laughs> today. <laughs> it's really good. it's really good. Um, go check out uh, Interview with the Vampire. What are we listening to right now?
2: Uh, what I'm listening to since it came out is a uh, Motionless in White's new album scoring the end of the world. Um, it's Ooh. so great. It's it's a little overproduced, but I guess that this is the the best metalcore that you can get from a bigger band
1: at the moment. Okay. Um, in nice. the previous episode, I think I said I'm looking forward to the Arias album, and that's a really, really cool album. So if you like proggy metalcore go and listen to oh, arcanum yes. by aries <laughs> um i also listened to the electric Callboy album and as i said i don't expect much and my expectations were yeah <laughs> the rest of the album that hasn't been released so far is just okay it's a lot of filling material i think there is only one song that i think is is a bit better and um, the song Arrow of Love only works with the music video that they released for that one but "Mind Reader" is a good song but the rest is hmm, okay I, I don't really need that but I still go with the hits like we got the moves and stuff like that I um, I really celebrated that and I still do <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I'm looking forward to now is the new Lorna Shaw album that will be out when this episode is out And the new We Came as Romans album. And at the moment, I listen to the five songs that have been released yet. And yeah, when the next five songs are out with the whole album, I think I will just listen to that for a very, very long time. (laughs) (laughs) But I also want to add, I finished the video game Stray and it's really, really good. Like you said, Kiki, I loved it a lot. It's, It's really cool. And you don't Need to spend so much time there, but you can do a lot of side activities, so to speak, to spend uh, some more time in the very cool world and the very beautiful world there. And now I started Nino Kuni, which is um, a bit older, but from Studio Ghibli, so the aesthetics look very modern. It looks like an anime kind of, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't like it so much at first because the um, it's it's a bit complicated uh, to to control the characters and stuff like that. But now um, the story is very cool and now I enjoy it a lot. So what are you listening to?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, on the last episode, I I mentioned that I was going to the Parkway Drive concert. And I saw them and while she sleeps, I sadly missed the Lorna Shore part. But uh, Parkway Drive was incredible. It was an amazing show. And uh, so I'm listening to their new album still a little bit. I'm also listening, talking about new albums to Machine Head's new album that I uh, like as well. Uh, Sleepknot's new album I have to give a second listen to, but the first impression was good. Um. That is what I'm listening to for now. Yeah.
1: Great. Right. Great taste. <laughs> thank you. So, yes, thank you again, Marnie, for being our guest and for sharing all these things with us. Thank you out there for listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you, Kiki, for being the host of the show. <laughs> thank
0: you. Right back at you.
1: Thank you. And yes, I hope you tune in next time again. Any last words? Uh, I just want to say thank you, Pia and Kiki, for having me. And um,
2: stay true to yourselves and ask yourself what you truly want and be
0: happy. Yes. Hell yes. Yes. Thank you, Marnie, so much for your time and your stories. And um, everybody out there as well. Thank you for listening and just take care of each other. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.